I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm Patty Teal. And this week, Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson is on a well-deserved vacation. But we have a great guest with us here today, Doris Rue from Montecito Bank and Trust, to tell us what she's seeing as scams as far as the bank goes. Hi, Doris. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you, as always, for inviting me. Always like to talk about fraud and how to prevent it. So one of the items that our processor, and the processor is the person that handles the financial institution's work as far as putting transactions through and getting totals, etc. So they do a lot for a bank. So they alerted us to a scam that has been going on actually for quite a while now, but it's on the increase recently. There are two people working hand in hand with this type of scam. And we may have brought this up before, but they will go ahead and call in pretending to be the cardholder for their debit card. I'm sure we'll start seeing it on the credit card side too at our bank, but they will go ahead, pretend to be the cardholder and they go ahead and ask for address changes. They ask for increased limits on their card usually higher limits because they're stating they want to make a purchase, a special purchase of some kind, et cetera. So can you increase it to, let's say, $10,000? Or they'll say, hey, I'm going to be traveling. I'm in this area during this time period for the next two days or three days. And generally, the customer is identified. The scammers know a lot of the information, so they'll go ahead and answer a lot of the questions. Banks nowadays have that one-time passcode that is sent to the cardholder to verify. And what they'll do is that scammer is also calling the actual cardholder at the same time as the other person perpetrating to be the cardholder when they're calling the financial institution. But they're also calling the actual cardholder and saying, hi, this is someone from the fraud department calling and we believe there is some fraud attempt happening here on your card. We'd like to go ahead and confirm. We're going to go ahead and send you a one-time passcode. And of course, they're talking to their friend scammer on the other end asking, is that one-time passcode coming? so that they can tell the actual cardholder that that one-time passcode is on its way. So anyways, the customer cardholder will then go ahead and give the scammer pretending to be the financial institution that one-time passcode, which that scammer then sends over to the other scammer who's talking to the bank and gives them that one-time passcode The bank feels like, okay, we're talking to the cardholder and they go ahead and either increase the limit. Most of the time, what we've been seeing on our end is a travel exemption place, like an increase and a travel exemption because they know that transaction is going to be coming from a different area. So we see that area is going to be approved because they put a transaction travel exemption on that card. So then it goes back to the second person who's talking to the actual cardholder and the cardholder says, oh, well, I don't really see any type of fraud. The scammer will then say, 
say, well, just go ahead and respond, no fraud, and then go ahead and do the transaction. And then they're out of the picture. All of a sudden, the transactions start occurring on the customer's card and the scammer, because they've given the information to the bank, the bank thinks that everything's okay and they're not going to have any fraud reported. So it's quite sophisticated. Very sophisticated. How can a customer guard against that? So what we as a bank are doing, we have what's called step up authentication. What will happen is our processor will ask additional questions that will confirm that we have the actual cardholder because there will be certain questions asked to the scammer pretending to be the cardholder, these additional questions so that they know that they're talking to the actual cardholder. If not, nothing happens. They hang up and report it, make notes that scam was possibly happened. They go ahead and what we call restrict the card, put that card on hold and contact the bank. And we go ahead and contact the customer and close down the card. Another way, though, is if you're not expecting anything from the bank, possibly even though they're calling to say it's fraud, the best thing would be to not respond to the text or a phone call hang up, call the number on the back of your card is always the best one that we suggest is just go ahead and talk to the bank. The fraud department could really be calling you, but I would just go ahead and hang up. Do not answer the text if it's a text that you receive that pretends to be your bank and just call the number on the back of your card. Generally, it's not a wait with financial institutions on card items like that. Such an important warning because I could see so many people, including maybe myself, falling for this because especially once they've sent the verification code, you think you're fine, but somebody else is intercepting it. So great, great warning today. Yeah. And so we call it step up authentication. So it's just we take that extra step to go ahead and verify we have the customer on the line. And I do believe that most banks are starting to realize this type of scam and doing their stepping up to the next level of verifying who they have on the phone. Can a customer request that step up verification or is it just something the bank does automatically? For us, it's something that the bank does automatically. So it's just something that we pay the additional cost for the customer and just feel like we're protecting the customer. If you're requesting a limit of $10,000 and all of a sudden making these large purchases because they've been approved because the fraudsters have requested it, not the actual cardholder. I mean, quite a bit of money can be lost on both sides. And generally, the bank, you know, is taking the loss on those, or sometimes we can get the money back from the merchant, or the merchant has to take the loss. Mm-hmm. Of course, the customer is protected under Reggie when it is a debit card. And then, of course, credit cards, you have your other levels of protection, zero. Would you explain that again? Customers are protected with the debit card under, what was the word you said? It's actually called a regulation E, which stands for electronic. Anything electronic transaction is protected under regulation E. And it's a consumer. Unfortunately, businesses don't fall under that. It is a consumer protection. 
check your online banking every two days, three days, weekly at least. And if you see any fraud, you report it immediately. And at the minimum, at least report the fraud once you receive the statement and you see the fraud. Because the sooner we can act on something, the better. And you're protected because there are certain guidelines as far as time limits on reporting an error also on the regulation E. It's like 60-day period to report it. But still, 60 days, sometimes people don't review their statement until quarterly or something. Right. And just don't do that. Right. You know? Oh, this was a really important warning. Well, Thank you so much, Doris. Anything else that you've seen recently that you want to tell us about? You know, the continuing check fraud. We think checks are going away, but they're not. So it's just the continuing check fraud where the checks are stolen or your account number is stolen and then counterfeit checks are created. And once again, the sooner we know, the better. Unfortunately, in case somebody is tuning in for the first time, you warn against using the mailboxes, the blue boxes, and never use your own mailbox with a flag up because that's just like a flag for the fraudsters. Come and get it. So... Well, thank you. And thanks to everyone at Montecito Bank and Trust for all the great warnings that you provide to the listeners. Bye now. Bye-bye.